Uh, good afternoon. Um, I'm Frank Kabu. Uh, today we're going to look at year in review for 2021. I'm joined by um, Jacqueline Mwangi and yeah, let's start. All right, so t- uh, today we're going to talk about the things that we've noticed as uh, uh, the happenings of digital for 2021. And I think one of the key things that we've noticed as a growth for this uh, part of the year would be the uh, use of influencers. And, and I think um, more to it is, uh, you know, you've seen uh, celebrities as influencers being used as the most uh, over the couple of years that we've been uh, in existence of digital. But now I think the focus has changed. And I don't know what you've noticed, Jackie, for this past year that, you know, cements what the term influencer means nowadays. <laughs> yeah, definitely there have been a shift uh, from those uh, mega influencers to. Uh, the nano influencers uh, mostly because you, you know uh, from what I've picked uh, with the big influencers everyone is after them the believability has gone local as long as there is cash then they are in but with nano influencers it's easier uh, like the believability is high and most of them they don't go for what they don't use so they are easy uh, to connect with the audience what about now when you think about awareness? Uh, I think uh, majority of these big influencers, uh, celebrity influencers, play that card a lot when you're negotiating with them in terms of what engagement rates they would get with the following that they have. Do you think that's still valuable in today's context in terms of influencing? Uh, right now we are not going, uh, most of the companies and brands, they are not going for engagement. Uh, they are going for return on investment. So what, whether they get engagement or not, uh, without the return of investment, they, they won't go for that. Uh, you see, uh, with, more, with most for brand awareness, mega influencers, they are fully delivering on that. But what they are not delivering is why, the reason why should I use that brand? Why should, should I go for that brand? And that's where the shift is. Uh, what you find with nano influencers is that they won't give you that big uh, brand awareness, but they'll give you that audience, that authentic audience that you are looking for. Uh, let me just want a personal note. I don't know, do you have a loyal uh, influencer that you follow personally? Uh, maybe you can just <laughs> talk about the products they seem to push and they, they really address that whenever you tune in to listen to what they're offering. Uh, yeah, I do, but uh, for me, it's more of uh, passionate about that person. Uh, I tend to follow Joanna Kenodia. Uh, she's an influencer and also she has a brand, uh, the lipstick uh, company. And yeah, I follow her. I tend like, I've even subscribed to her content. And with that, uh, you'll tend to uh, find that a- anything she does or the products she uses, uh, whenever I go to the a supermarket or, or to any store, I'll look for them. So. Like I was mentioning, I think one of the influencers I follow, is a, he's a YouTuber, uh, Conversations, uh, an enemy, because uh, <laughs> I used to do uh, car vlogs back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but I think the rise of, you know, the believability of those small influencers, uh, non-influencers, play a really huge critical role in terms of not just, you know, them consuming a product without them consuming a product and them consuming a product but not them consuming a product is they're being paid it's a paid partnership but not 
they're not really brand users. And I think that's the main thing that, like you say, resonates with the audiences in terms of return on investment. That's, that's quite key. When you are following something, what do you go for? It's believability. Like, are you a customer of what you are trying to push? I think that's the main, the main thing for me. What about from an individual point of view? Still the same. If if you're influencing something because of the sake, I won't believe you. But if you are a user of the product, tell me the goods, the bads, the uglies, without you know hiding face or in terms of what that product does. I think that's you know, a believable aspect. Today, if I tell you, man, Bic is the best biro to use, and I preach Bic is the best biro to use, and I don't tell you if you don't put it, if you put it in the pocket when the sun is out, it will melt in your pocket. You know, you're just selling one aspect of that Bic, which is the best, but you're not telling me. Uh, why it's not the best as well. So I think that believability plays a very critical part in just consuming content. Yeah, also the other problem we have with these mega influencers is that they are very much plastic. Uh, They'll go for anything and sometimes they even position some of the products where they don't use them. So as a consumer, you 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 keep on wondering, like, why was that there? It was like a misplaced ad. So... Yeah, I guess uh, what we should be looking for is the nano influencers, and also for it's uh, it's good for the brands to note like whenever you know something I've realized most of the brands they are like no we don't know that person like even you can't give some very nice uh, recommendations I I'm not sure I'm not yet sure how to address such an issue I don't know if you have an idea. Well, I guess. It's, it's it's an issue that we'll still continuous, continuously face. Uh, I don't think it's something that you can explain till they feel the impact of when they've signed someone and, you know, proving proof, proving return on investment is quite hard. And I think that lesson becomes more of a lesson at that point. So I believe, you know, you have to dip your toes in the water and see what comes out of it and then take the learnings from it. Yeah, that will be a very expensive lesson. Yeah, true. Well, another thing I think uh, we've noticed, Spotify came into the market. I'm a big music uh, streaming service fan. I don't know if you use Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube. I don't know. Personally, uh, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, yeah. So Spotify came into the market. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts in terms of streaming services, streaming music services? There's been locals, lo- local ones like Mbundo. Uh, I can't dis- I can't discount them uh, hosting local music. But what are your thoughts on you know Spotify coming to the market? Uh, I see it uh, as a growth actually in the music area and the audio area. But uh, personally, I'm not uh, that big on music. Uh, I'm big on blogs, so that's why that explains why I'm big on YouTube. Yep. But with Spotify, definitely there is there we'll see some growth in it, uh, especially for the, our artists. Uh, from a point of view, when I think of Spotify, I think of uh, the investment of an artist. Like they'll start uh, gaining from that, and I guess that's also a good thing. All right. I, I think one of the key things that you've noticed this year is uh, we, we, we got privileged to do a lot of live events and uh, live streaming to uh, social media channels. And then uh, just noticing from we're ending in 2021 and live audio has become something that is quite picking up. Yeah. Uh, it's been on one platform that was at the frontier called Clubhouse. And then Spotify joined the bandwagon with uh, Green Rooms. And then Twitter Spaces came on board as well. And I think it, it, it provides that medium in terms of, you know, uh, 
connections from you know conversations point of view something that is good to know is what audience are going for uh, people are not going for the conference ki- kind of content yep. uh, people uh, right now it's a more social world so wherever there is a social conversation uh, i guess that's speaking i don't know okay but uh, i'm not sure about clubhouse but for twitter spaces i've interacted with it and i can see it uh, like going somewhere Right. So maybe you can expound on Clubhouse and Spotify. So this was this has been uh, a find I think in Q2 of this year and uh just coming to that live audio, uh, live audio uh space and uh, kid you not you know the first voice notes uh that was sent were in 2013 with WhatsApp. What? And and that's how from conversations when you're sending voice notes and then we went to live sessions of uh, video and now we have now the separation of live where you can just have live audio. Uh so Clubhouse was the first just to experiment where you are invited into a room and participate in the conversation without filters. Uh, I believe Zoom was, was was really keen when they launched with the webinars when guys are presenting case studies or presenting presentations and by default you are entered when you're muted. So that opportunity came about when you know audiences want to actually just portray what they they're feeling at that moment without having to type. I think that's a very uh it, it's 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 a connection in itself it's very personal it's very you know it's very open and I, and I think with that came about now Twitter seeing you know it's an opportunity and Twitter is a big boy uh, Clubhouse is a very small boy mm-hmm. but Twitter's like hey this is an opportunity that I think we can open up and I think in May 2021 they launched uh, uh a month later Spotify opened green room so <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting to see like we're, we're really growing granular in terms of trying to see where we can engage audiences where the audiences can actually have a voice. Yeah, also I believe uh, how the world was disrupted like we can no longer have uh, one-on-one meetings and all that. I think that's con- a contributing factor to the growth of the voice uh, voice tools. Yeah, true. Yeah. Quite, quite interesting as in uh, we, we, we so many things for the year in 2021 as uh year in review. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I never thought uh it be quite big was, you know, I don't know how many do you know how many billion views there exist in one single day with YouTube videos for instance. I, I've never thought of that, but come to think of it, I, uh with uh, the world having around 8. Point something billion people, it should be more than that. Actually. Another thing that is coming I think this is more with technology so uh, I, I don't know how far you're going with voice uh, I think we all know Google Assistant we all know Siri we all know Alexa yeah and I always have this feeling like at some point they're really listening in to the conversation yeah they do and I know at some point voice search will be something as well where you're triggered <laughs> you trigger something yeah. uh, ask google something and mm-hmm. a result is read on to you yeah come to think of it google has been having that uh, option for quite some some time but how many people think about it? when you think of searching something on google do you think like you can talk into the computer and it tells you like what what, what to come I think I just tried for the sake of it when it, when it came. <laughs> uh, but moving on, I think the the biggest growth 
opportunity that presents is the automation of things. Mm-hmm. So imagine now cars are becoming more smarter, TVs are becoming more smarter, and I think as humans are becoming more lazy, you picking up that <laughs> remote and typing MKBHD video is becoming more virtual than, you know, uh, uh, something that you can actually do. But with voice, that presents a really huge opportunity. Just like the same way, and this is this is a very bad example when you have that telephone over here that uh, i don't know it has a term and uh, there's someone downstairs for instance uh, and instead of you walking down to them like let me just dial in hey, could you, can you just come <laughs> up and that's how i see you know as humans we we, we I think we're evolving to that automation level we free up yeah. more time to do more innovation innovative stuff so I think these opportunities come come in a good and a bad way. I think that's a trade-off with technology. Yeah. You know, you're seeing it as a good, but we really don't know. Maybe it's a whole data bank and a data vault that maybe a couple of years from now, someone will be using that data to take target you. That's true. Let me ask you, what do you think about privacy in, in, in context of this uh, data economy? What do you think of that? Uh, when I think, like, there is no privacy. I tend to think like my emails are private, but uh, just the other day we had an issue with uh, email leaks, and Google had to apologize uh, for that. So I don't think there is any privacy with that. Uh, definitely, someone somewhere is watching. Big brother is watching. Big brother is everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Uh, so dialing back now to also the point you had about the influencers, I think. Uh, we were in a creator's economy uh, where you can, you know, it's become a trade in itself. And more and more content uh, creators are there, more content producers are there, which in which plays a very huge uh, uh, role and opportunity for, uh, there's a lot of noise, but how do you separate yourself from that noise? That's a good one. Because uh, uh, one of the issues that I'm finding, especially for the future, even that uh, this year we've seen a rise in so many uh, social users and so many people using the internet, uh, I think I will have a problem if we don't adapt to specialization. You know, the, one of the issues I'm finding is that we tend to communicate for the sake. Uh, and the reason we do that is because we are yet to get the gist of it of what to say, like who to talk to. And that's an issue because when you think you are talking to someone, then you are saving out the other person. I guess that's where we need to dwell. Like we should have like small groups that we are talking to instead of talking general to everyone. Yeah, that's blasting, basically blasting messages across just to get, you know, the few the few numbers instead of that leads to i think one of the key things that is growing is i think this year uh, we've not done a lot of lead generation campaigns but looking at 2020 just when covid hit it was more of lead generation campaigns and then i think about it you're morphing into you know not just blasting because you're blasting to get the few but mm-hmm. you can work in reverse uh, with demand generation where you actually look for those few numbers and then make up a, a consistent customer base where they actually users of the product, they are loyalists, they can pitch that product to someone else. And I think that's how marketing should be. Yeah, come to think of it, uh, what I've realized is that brands are moving away from the normal advertising. They are 
uh, becoming more targeted to smaller smaller groups actually i see uh, the rise of facebook groups in the coming few years cuz that's where people are that's where like we have that that authentic audience i think that's something to look out for i true uh, i think of like 15 facebook groups as, <laughs> as we speak <laughs> ones for construction ones for motor and you're actually right in terms of all the conversations that happens in those groups someone will ask a question in terms of resources for the cheapest cement mm-hmm. and by the time a brand gets to that person an answer has been uh, has been put up by someone mm-hmm. who maybe is a brand user in that group which becomes you know a, a, a point of quick quick turnaround information where someone converts their own on the go rather than trying to search someone constructing a house now i think those groups really make sense was even in our own circles in our own mm-hmm. whatsapp groups we tend to push out communication that really resonates with the group yeah yeah so recommendations will uh, be a key thing to look out in the coming in the coming year cause you find that uh, when i recommend something to a friend they are likely to get it rather than when they get it from somewhere else so getting to to talk to those specific individuals is what we are looking for also something an interesting thing i've been thinking about is that uh, i tend to see whatsapp uh, trying to i'm thinking whatsapp might be start uh, producing statistics for their messages i don't know why but <laughs> given that they were bought by facebook i see that one happening very soon yeah, true. And, and i think out of that opportunity to sell data like who you know there are these groups there are these conversations that are happening kind of is a way and i think that also happens naturally for our clients they ask do you know do you have a pool of whatsapp groups mm-hmm. and it's more on data collection where can i place my brand based on the interests of those groups yeah this is which is quite 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 interesting <laughs> and another thing that i've noticed uh i've sent a bunch of newsletters this year mm-hmm. uh for one of our clients and i was asking myself do newsletters still work i, I, I find it to be like the old dog uh, no offense to the newspapers but you know is it really is it in this world of i can't subscribe to a channel without having to leave my email address it just give me notifications topical notifications mm-hmm. let's say for instance google trends when you subscribe to cars for instance mm-hmm. and then you see trending this week in cars without having to leave a lot of your details without having to receive a newsletter do you think do you still think it's a it's a, it's a valuable platform Uh, actually i think uh, newsletters is one of the things that I should stay because uh, if you are subscribed to something you'll uh, receive you can't subscribe without uh, like thinking about that thing without liking that thing so uh, if you are subscribed to it it means uh, you are, you want that information you, you want more access to that thing so i think that one, that is one thing that should stay speaking of which just talked about the old of the newspapers what do you think about guys digitizing their papers and subs- uh, putting subscription to those papers because i've really struggled myself when i read an article half when it's like the 100 shillings <laughs> and i'm like it's a newspaper is in the online version maybe it's maybe it's me yeah <laughs> maybe i don't know if you've had any, a, a better experience a different experience but i can just highlight okay uh, from thinking like uh, the companies that are doing that i think they are looking for more ways to generate revenue but uh, thinking from the consumer's point of view i don't i would rather they sell through the ads than sell me the newspaper because when i see that like 
I don't want to mention names here. <laughs> I was about to, but uh, there are some newspapers, uh, there are some sites I don't visit anymore. Uh, the story is very enticing, but halfway you're like, subscribe, you can't even finish that, and you're like, for this amount, nah, nah, nah. And I think that also leads to how blogs are set up. Uh, and I think uh, looking at, uh, I think in 2023, mm-hmm. uh, Google's trying to find a way of uh, removing cookies. And the old way of now retaining those users is getting their email addresses and their, their personal details. And the only way you do, uh, you can only pass now that communication is through newsletters. So I'm, I'm, tending, I'm tending to think in 2023, we'll see even guys pushing more guys to subscribe, to leave their details for newsletters because that will be the only medium now you can actually now push your messaging because you know with cookies it's already collecting data it's passing that data it's selling that data how how i think there'll be a rise but that's not the thing you know if if all brands for instance all cookies are cut uh-huh. that will be the first touch point where someone goes in in terms of i want to get this number of user base i want to pass this communication to them and it's just one newsletter yeah, I really hope people won't do that because they do save us a lot as consumers. I believe they should do that because I think there's a lot of data collection on us that we don't even know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, policies come late to the party because yeah. mistakes have happened. That's what I say. It's like even when you look at GDPR, mm-hmm. it came late to the party when something had happened. Yeah. And that's, I think, uh, if, we curb, if, we, if policies could come into play early on, I think that's a way of protecting the users because it's the same way, even us as marketers, when you think about the end user, all you're thinking is I need to push this product, I need to show this product, I need to get that contact. And at some point you don't think about their consent and consent is really big in terms of when you're pushing, I can't come and just force down, I can't come and force anything down your throat without you giving me the consent (laughs) in the first place. Yeah, as much as I get that, yeah. but still, uh, the cookies are receivable. Actually, they ask for permission, like these sites uh, uses cookies and all that, and then you accept, you accept or deny it. But without the cookies, uh, the consumer will be limited. Because, w- uh, for example, I'm looking for something, I won't get like a variety of those things. But with cookies, like they know this is where my interest is, and they are way easily to recommend something that I wouldn't have thought of. So I'm not sure that's a, I'm not sure the direction they should take. Actually, uh, something interesting. Uh, we just got our, our, our phone, our iPhone 2 content. And one of the key things when I was installing the app was, you know, permissions uh, in terms of the, the, you know, apps, what you should allow, what you shouldn't allow at the time of use on, you know, those things. And it really came to my mind in terms of if this is a, uh, a technology brand mm-hmm. that is pushing that agenda and I think also when you look at even you know the Android uh, 4 uh, that has been introduced I think this year you can actually choose now you can set those permissions mm-hmm. and you know it makes me wonder how much data has been collected is it really beneficial for me if I if I give out everything and where you say that is just looking at you know those terms and terms and conditions, eh? mm-hmm. it's normally paragraphs. You don't have time to take to legal. Mm-hmm. Don't have back and forth with you know what you're signing up for. Yeah. You're just hoping they're of the best interest. And by the time you know it, data leaks do happen. 
Yeah, I, as much as I get uh, where we are going and where, where we are coming from, I still feel like uh, we make by giving out our information, we make the world a better place. Yep. So why should we uh, stay with the, with whatever you know the information and all that, while it will be used for some for a better use? So yep, I, I don't have a problem with giving giving out like the rights and everything. Yep. But I don't know about you. Yeah, I, mean, I think I just look at it from a burglar point of view. I'm announcing I stay in this place. <laughs> this is the time I open my windows. This is the time I close my windows. So it's it's up to them to choose whether they'll come and pick my stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> Why are you not thinking of like you you are a shop and you are selling this and that and that? Uh, Why are you only looking at, at at it from one point of view? because i collect data <laughs> <laughs> i used to collect data that's why uh, moving moving uh, in terms of now conversations and i think something that has come like uh, strong this year would be uh, conversations kenyan conversations on uh, these social channels and uh, there's a lo- there's been a lot of cloud chasing yeah, people just put out stories and 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 you know, people follow those stories uh, people put clickbait on those stories and when i look at now the general content beach mm-hmm. uh, do you find ourselves look, losing the plot as you know uh, people who are creating content people consuming that content do you think at some point you're really losing or oh, it's just part of entertainment and because uh, you know as 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 content people who create content there's some level of influence there's some level of trust there's some level of you know when the audience is consuming that stuff and true to its some people don't really think about that they're all about chasing those views chasing those impressions chasing those you know uh link clicks for instance what do you think about uh content creators who are chasing cloud chasing is it do you think it has entertainment value uh do you think it's just you know being being in the trend at that time do you think it's sustainable uh, what i've been feeling is that when most of these people are creating content when they're starting out Uh, they tend to have some objectives and some goals to to meet but with time i guess is it fame or is it uh, the platforms that have grown bigger than, than themselves so instead of uh, staying objective they tend now to start uh, looking for more and in that looking for more they lose out on what they once believed in cool coming to a close uh what are you looking for for december uh or ready in december so next two three weeks what, what are you looking forward to in terms of you know uh opportunities you see in digital, opportunities within yourself what do you think what, what are you looking forward to uh for december is quite uh tricky in terms of uh, what i'm looking for because there is a lot of noise and a lot of clutter in the the digital space uh, so it's hard for me to quite tell what to look out for but um i'm open uh, i'm open to what's coming through and yeah yeah i think i'm looking forward to the memes you know january is around the corner you guys going broke uh, january. S- uh, s- save your save your use your november salary for december okay <laughs> it's just pure noise but i think i'm just looking generally or rather hoping for entertainment content mm-hmm. I, i think going into this season it's more it's more light it's not if you're selling a product it should be lightly it's not uh, heavily like come um, by this and that it yeah. should be you know art festival festivity it should be very 
very light. Do you think brands are actually exploring that exploring with moments because moments is quite key yeah. in terms of where you are yeah, based on the brand uh, interaction uh, that moment i've never interacted with you but you've positioned yourself in a moment where i feel uh, like i can actually do a purchase or can you know listen to you what do you think brands can actually do I think uh, some brands are adapting to that especially the financial financial sector because you find that they are trying to be more relatable to people you know before we used to think especially when we were growing up we used to think like uh, to be in a financial sector you have to have the tie the suit and all that and right now they are relaxing and I'm hoping it will change ah uh. Have you participated in any challenges, TikTok challenges, <laughs> IG challenges? <laughs> I think that's the highlight of uh, when you came towards the end of last year. And this year I've seen a lot of dance challenges on social media. And guys, actually just, you know, it's it's been a trend in itself, guys going over and beyond, even in moving water to do challenges, you know, the win match and all that. Uh, what, what do you think of, is it just entertainment? Is it just, is it just part of being social actually? <laughs> okay, it's part of being social to start with, but uh, personally I haven't uh, participated. Uh, what I've realized with those challenges is that they started out with a uh, uh, young adults uh, between 15, 16 to around 25, uh, but uh, at the moment uh, the older people are trying to get into the trends. Uh, yeah, I'm not yet. <laughs> I'm not yet there. Is it is it the same with Snapchat? <laughs> I wouldn't comment. I wouldn't comment. So thank you guys. We've had a really good session. I hope you've had a lovely time as well. We hope to do this uh, sometime next week. So peace. I'm Frank Kabu, your host, joined by... I'm Jacqueline Mwangia. And see you soon. See you soon. <laughs>